listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Smash After Show. Hey, everybody. Thing is for doing. <laughs> We're doing another episode of Smash. <laughs> That kind of intro, how can you not really sell it? It's season two, episode eight, The Bells and Whistles. I am Tamara Berg. I'm joined in studio by Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. Kendra Cabasal. Hello. And Sarah Mendoza. Hello. We've also got John Cumberford sitting in the hot seat. Hello. <laughs> and Marissa Serafini. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hi. Um, I want to just say I just blanked on all of your names a hair before I said them, but I got them off. All right, tonight we had some setups, we had some hookups, and we had some conflicts. So let's (laughs) talk about it. First of all, I would like to talk about the love triangle that is developing with Derek, Jimmy, and Karen. Uh, and and I think I would like to first ask if any of our viewers out there uh, think that Jimmy and Karen should be together, because there is quite the consensus on our panel... Anytime they get even within the vicinity of each other. Am I right, girls? And yes. guys? Yeah. yeah. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much what we That's hear great. in the studio where we're watching is, no, no, no. Anytime they get close to each other. Yeah. It's it's just wrong. <laughs> well, she I'm was so clearly making a play for him with the whole t-shirt ploy because you don't steal clothes. It's like pulling a girl's braids. You don't oh, steal yeah. a boy's t-shirt unless... You like want to have yeah. him. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just making Karen look so naive, in my opinion. And a bit needy, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Like desperation. Yes. Is that the only guy that you think you can be with right now or want to be with? Well, And I remember last week we were talking about her being attracted to his talent, right? <laughs> so what? it's just, she just wants him? Is that what it is? Anybody? I, I, again, yeah. She just seems to be in love with... The, you know, she her whole life has been musical theater, and he's so great at that. And so she thinks that can make a relationship, and it can't. You can't just have your one common interest. You need other things to back that up. And hopefully, we'll see later on that she discovers that Jimmy actually is a jerk. And even though like his character, oh, his character in the musical is flawed because it's a musical. And it's sure, great, you have it's to have conflict. And it's singing, and, right? You and know, so she's fallen in love with with him in the musical and not him right. outside of it. Right. And I suppose there could be a fine line too between admiration and affection. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of respect for somebody um, for for their talent, it could be, you know, the the lines could be blurred. Sure, it could be a little hard feelings. to discern what it is that you're mm-hmm. that you're attracted to. 
I right. think also we don't know like what her dating past is except that she dated Dev for a really long time and whom I just want to say I miss. I, I do miss him Dev. now, even though he was a cheater, but besides that Well but before that, he was yeah. just nice yeah. to look at. <laughs> he was nice to her. Like at yes. least up until that point with Ivy, he was a nice guy and you yes. cheered for him. Yes. You, you don't cheer for J- I don't feel like you cheer no, for No, no. And in fact we were all horrified when the show opened with them being in bed together. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God, Kendra <laughs> saved it by saying, "No, it's dream sequence. <laughs> Just a dream sequence." And she was right was this hopeful. time. Yeah. I was hopeful. <laughs> well, you put it out there, and your dream came true. Except Next that week. it got dashed yeah. in the yeah. end. Yes. Because Karen's still dreaming about him. Right. And he he is too, but he just can't make a move. Right. So he can't make the move because Derek just because will, of the Derek threatening yeah, him. Yeah. So what what makes you what what why did he decide to make the move in the end? Also, I I think that he's he's a little insecure about it. I don't think he's been like one hundred percent certain that she has a thing for him back. Like he might have an right. inkling because they shared that like kiss or whatever. Right. Uh, but she's never really said it because she hasn't had the courage to until tonight's episode. So. He, maybe he didn't have the confidence, even though he plays like he's such a confident guy. Right. He didn't have enough to actually do something about it until she blatantly said or asked him, do you like me? You know, to like give him a little like opening me. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That all reminded me of high school where you go up to somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like? like, I feel like she should have had a note passed to Anna. That's passed to Kyle. That's passed right. to Jimmy. Check the box. Check the box. Do you like, do you like yeah. yes or no? Yes or no, maybe. And then yeah. Derek would in- intercept. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Derek would suddenly like Passing take notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, with her seeming so, like, innocent and naive to me, like, it doesn't feel like she's got any game at all in the dating world. Well, and it could be that she dated Dev for a really long time, and she mm-hmm. doesn't have any, she doesn't have good um, no practice. skills that, because re- <laughs> yeah. she had to ask him in that really awkward way, do you right. like me, instead mm-hmm. of you know, making making assumptions or or value judgments based on what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was clearly flirting with him through the whole thing, but mm-hmm. um, but you know, maybe she is a bit m- immature with regard to dating. Yes, because I've known people like that who you know their dating formative years were with one person, and then that relationship was over, and they were a mess. Didn't know how to didn't didn't because there, there aren't classes. Well, there probably are now, <laughs> well, maybe but now, they're yeah. yeah. But, you know, back when Karen and Dev got together, there weren't classes. So she should just go online, take one of those quizzes. Does he like me? <laughs> I feel like she would have already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the How's things I think is interesting about this whole triangle is they've got the, the conflict on two levels between um, Derek and Jimmy. With them, ha- you know, having these, you don't understand my musical, you're wrong, you know, you're not making good acting choices, that kind of thing. And and simmering underneath that is that they both want Karen. So I'm, I would like to put it out to the panel. Do you guys think that the, the conflict with regard to the show with Hit List, are those legitimate conflicts or are they making them up to, to make it be a competition between the two of them so that they can have their duel on stage and the winner gets Karen. What do you guys think? I think Any? they're legitimate because it does seem like even when Tom was sitting down with Derek that this isn't, and we obviously see from Derek from, from the start that he does have his own ideas and when people go against him, he, he fights for it. Mm-hmm. And with Jimmy, even, 
I, I think it's a little bit territorial with with I mean the both it's an underlying thing but I think overall I think they'd be like that anyways kind of yeah. fighting I just think it's maybe a little bit harder because Karen's there there's more to it but they're both really um, hard heads and they don't yes. want to change their opinion on anything and so not only are they attacking each other with a girl now it's also a show and Jimmy thinks it's his and it's Derek's vision well and in addition to being hard heads I think they're both um, at least they, you know, Derek has been, has a very well proven track record that mm-hmm. he's a, you know, famous and sought after director. And Jimmy, although starting out new in his career, is obviously very confident about what he does and is very clear about, um, about the choices that he's making. Like when they were talking about basically the subject of the show, you know, wh- where is it coming from? What's the motivation? What's the, you know, better word you writer man you maybe you know but um <laughs> but uh you know so so as you say they both seem to be very hard-headed but also because they come from a place of confidence right and so maybe that's part of what's getting in the way with the uh, relationship challenge Go yeah ahead. and and also because they are so much alike tom points out to Derek, hey that's how you were when you started out yes. right yes um so i suppose it's sort of like looking into a mirror when they're when they're dealing with each other and they know that's a fault they have in themselves and that must be annoying. Yes. Um, so I think that's what raises the tension. I, I agree that the uh, conflict within the show is real. I think that it's just yeah. a personality, but it's. I definitely think it's more amplified because the stakes are higher because they want to impress Karen deep down inside. Right. And, you know, win her heart overall. Right, right. So is everyone still on board that they want her with Derek, even though Derek was kind of the bad guy that most of us hated last season? Now this season he's becoming yeah. less of a jerk. If it has to be somebody that's in the show now, yeah. it's 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 Derek. Okay. I, but I almost wish there was, like, somebody else, too. <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm there. I don't want her to be with either one of them. Yeah, no? She yeah. Be single. She almost needs she some needs alone time. As much as yeah. I love Derek, I think she needs to be by herself and get her ideas in order. Although it was so cute when they were talking on the stoop, and it was just like, just kiss. Because there's way more chemistry between them than her and Jimmy. Yes. Every time I see her and Jimmy, I think they're just making it up, you know. (laughs) Yes, yes. Kendra, what were you going to say about that? Yeah, that she should stay single. Really? Yeah. I'm over Jimmy. Girl girl needs a little alone time, huh? Yeah. Especially when she's still on the show with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a recipe for disaster right there. Maybe once they're finished. Well, but is it also a bad idea to be sleeping with a director yes. of the show that you're in? <laughs> yes. yes. Ask, okay. Let's ask. Even though Derek finds it <laughs> finds it his regular uh, part of his occupation, his sure, yeah, you know side job, I know, is dating the star. Yeah. Don't th- I still don't think it's a good idea. Even if I, I wouldn't either. He seems like he's holding back, though, this time. Like, he's learned from, I guess, all the lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, yes. or maybe he respects Karen more. Whereas with the others, well, because ish. she's one of the few who said no at least for some time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she's still saying no that she hasn't slept with him yet. Right? No, right? But she, there's, yeah, there's definitely the challenge going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how um, when they were saying goodbye in the in the on the doorstep. Yes. As Karen was walking away, she kind of turned back for a second because it made you feel like she at least is questioning that option. Mm -hmm. So even though she wants to know, Jimmy, do you like me? She is kind of still considering Derek. Because maybe it's just not even a possibility in her mind. Like, she has such, you know, good principles that she won't even go there. 
but when she see like she wouldn't date a director is what I'm trying to say right like Ivy did because um, she saw all that mess happening right mm-hmm. um, but maybe when she sees that Derek may have some feelings it kind of sparks her interest a little bit and I think we saw that in that little moment where she kind of hesitated and looked back but then she went ahead and went inside <laughs> my psychological analysis I think she's still dealing with um, the breakup with Dev sorry yeah um, and she I think she just wants to be wanted so you know so it doesn't matter attention who. from Derek it's or, whoever yeah. is in front of her I mean she's narrowed it down I don't think she cares about Kyle or right and, or Sam right because she's so used <laughs> to being in a relationship that yeah. she's she's just grasping at whoever it is yeah I think so I, think I was kind of telling that she pushed the button and said yeah come on up yeah. Whoever. So she was gonna be okay with with him. I think the biggest thing she has to realize, or most people in any relationship, is if you're scared to talk to the person, which she is with Jimmy, it's not the right guy. I personally I think. You have to be comfortable with him. When she has a problem, who does she run to? She runs to Derek. Right. 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 But I think with um most crushes it's it's like that. You yeah. you're so you've got the the butterflies in your stomach. Yes. So and I think that's what she has for Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. So okay. may, maybe it really is the that the connection's not real, but she's interpreting it as butterflies, as Sarah would say, mm-hmm. hoping that there maybe. was something real there. <laughs> I would like to thank our take a moment to thank our iTunes listeners. Thank you for downloading, and we would appreciate it if you can rate and comment. Preferably positive comment. (laughs) Um, But also, one of the things that um, we've kind of instituted with some of our other shows is give us feedback on what you think the content of the show is. You know, what what is it that you like about Derek? And we've gotten a few great comments to that end. With give um, us something you like about Jimmy. Right. <laughs> Let's be optimistic. He's got a, he's got a nice voice. We have yeah, determined that already. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really appreciate your ratings and your comments and all the downloads. We've got how many is it this? Twenty. This, Twenty million. Twenty million downloads. Is that right, Marissa? Twenty million a week. Twenty million a week. That's <laughs> insane. So you are part of that, and we really thank you for it. Do we have any comments that we wanted to mention this week specifically? I'm- I, I think somebody Ladies. actually did mention on YouTube um, that Karen should be single. Yeah. Ah. If I saw that correctly. So whoever that is, you're shouted out. Good um, work. But yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. Good idea. Yeah, I, I agree. Probably a good idea for her. So let's move on to Tom. Tom, uh, you know, last week was having ha- having challenges with directing and has a new tactic this week, which is open door policy. Everybody, you can tell me what you think. We'll be I'm, friends. We're going to be friends, and I am going to mold to fit you. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? It that never tactic, works, John. It never works. <laughs> He's great. And they, I like that they got him bouncing from one to left, to left to right, up and down. But I, I don't know why he thinks this is even going to come close to being successful. <laughs> it never does. Well, and I can't. I mean, I found it a little a bit of an odd turn for him because here's a guy who's a composer yeah. who obviously has strong opinions about his piece. He and Julia have had fights about things before. But then you know all of a sudden maybe it's just because he hasn't been director a, a director before and has such a great relationship with Ivy that he decides well I could have that relationship with anybody on the show mm-hmm. and it's going to create really great opportunities and possibilities for all of us but as we see it doesn't really work out for him and you were talking about how it kind of makes 
uh, Karen look naive how she's approaching the whole dude. This makes him look completely naive. Like he hasn't yeah. been around enough shows and how to direct right. that he would think that this is even a possibility. Right. Right. It makes him look completely mm. inexperienced and silly. Yes. I think his goal more was there was also to be the anti Derek where he thought that everybody felt like they were being pushed around and on top of it. You can tell Tom Tom needs to be liked to an extent right. and I think I think they made that a little bit more of a caricature this time than actually like I don't think he's that needy but they made him a little bit more needy this episode with that well and then he had the added complication of Sam arriving back in town we're actually watching the number that he did our friend Leslie Adam Jr. who was Mm -hmm. with us on the phone last week so Sam comes back into town and Tom is clearly conflicted about it we don't exactly know why Tom came back I mean Sam came back um Maybe maybe he didn't like the show. Maybe he was missing Tom. Because he was obviously the one who was really pushing the them to be together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We yeah, remember that from last season. Well, he was on a week break, is what they said. and he So maybe just like a little break from the tour. And I think he was supposed to go back. Um, but, you know, Tom offered him... Well, he got excited when he saw Sam. And upon hearing that Sam wasn't too happy... Tom kind of like ran away with that and thought, well, maybe I can put him back in the show so that he can stay. And maybe he was thinking about being back together with him. Right. Um, and I just thought that that was so, again, unrealistic for what I would think he would do. Um, on top of what, you know, telling the cast that to just like weigh in and then it was so easy for him to do what they were saying. Right. Because. I kind of thought of him as kind of a controlling type of person with his craft in all the other episodes from this season and last season. So now to be in a complete 180 from that was just so weird for me. Well, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I thought was interesting about it was there... Do do we know how far they are from opening at this point? I mean, nobody's mentioned a calendar, have they? Oh, it is weeks? I, I thought I heard weeks. Um, because they're so strict with their scheduling that Eileen knew the exact number they were supposed to be rehearsing on a day. So one would think they'd be completely locked down with regard to script and music and blocking and and, uh, choreography as well. And for Tom to to think that all of a sudden he can just add in a number because he's the director when he, better than anyone, would know how that would affect everything down the line and have a huge domino effect. Right. so, you know, the thought of him being able to just, I'm just going to add a number because my boyfriend's in town and not I'm only going to add, not only am I going to add a number, I'm going to add a whole part, a new character. I feel like it's such an unprofessional decision for, to do something just based on your emotions and really your personal life. He right. wants to give his boyfriend a job. Right. And that's all it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, apart from the fact that that sounds amazing. Right. But, <laughs> exactly. But still, you're right. It's, we're al- they're almost there. They're supposed to be putting on the show. Yeah, and yeah, that was just wow. Really, you well, can do I, it that. It was completely unprofessional. It just seemed, I, I it seemed out of its character. Yeah, for not only him but of the piece. And I'm just going, what? Well, I don't understand why they're doing this because, and then it was such a quick turnaround. So it's like, let's go into Never Neverland and then come back in <laughs> 50 minutes. Well, and you know that is one of the criticisms that we've talked about with yeah. the show is that things things come up and resolve very quickly. But the other thing about it, just from a, a a storytelling standpoint, that I thought was kind of odd was they told Sam we can't put the number in the show twice. Yeah. In this episode. 
So they're standing there as he arrives on the day to do his number, being Nat King Cole. And Julia says, Tom, you need to tell him we're not putting the number in. We're not, and Julia says to Sam, we're not putting the number in. And then, you know, half later an hour on, later, yeah. Tom yeah. says, Sam, we're not putting the number in. What? What well, did? Was he deaf the first time? I what? think, no, I think because Julia made it sound like they were going to go talk about it. Like, yeah. oh, we'll be back. Right. And I don't know if she said stay put or whatever. But, you know, I think. But it was like the better part of a whole day that yeah. went by. Yeah. Can't. Yeah, yes. how long was he standing there? And then, yeah, yeah oh, that's sort well. of my they point. They went to go visit Derek at the show um, and everything. Yeah, there was Sam's a, just still there were all kinds of things happening. What were you saying? Here, here's another implausible flag for me. Um, how? Why would Sam not be enjoying being the lead in Book of Mormon? Well, he's probably. <laughs> I, I don't. He's yeah, not good a lead, point. Though. He's on. No, he, I he, think that's what they. Well, do you but he, one of the he leads, said yeah. he left yeah. for a number of reasons. So. But I think he was alluding to, um, you know, he thinks that Tom is trying to do, give a make a big gesture in hiring him into the show and making that commitment. I think that's what he meant with that with that statement. So but, to go from being the lead in a touring show right. to uh, why uh, is he so unhappy being the lead in a touring Broadway musical? I just, I just didn't get well, that. Well, you know, there's, there. I mean, I've known people who've been in that situation who've, you know, wanted to quit their tour mm-hmm. because of. A lot of times, it's con- just, you know, have we, have we all it's watched? The road. Exactly. Have we all watched uh, the, you know, making the band or whatever those, you know, yeah. every one oh, of those. Wow. That's okay. a throwback. You, not, it's not that show. It's the other <laughs> one that I'm talking about. Uh, you know, we got together. We were young and naive. As the, behind the you know, music, behind the music, that's uh, the thing I'm thinking of. You know, it's 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 interpersonal conflict, and when you've got a lot of artists together, create you know, and then you've got mm. the same sort of thing that's going on w- within all of New York and Broadway is simmered down into a small group of people who are touring from city to city to city to city. And so, you know, a lot of times it's interpersonal conflict and, you know, people not feeling appreciated or whatever it is. And, you know, it's it's a grind. If you're on the road that long, it's a grind. Yeah. And once you've done it, it's like, okay, I'm done. Let's move on to something else. Yeah. And then have you guys seen Book of Mormon? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because, I mean, there's only two really big leads and then a girl lead and he couldn't play two of those, but all the other ones are kind of good supporting ones. Yeah. Right. I don't think, um, you know, he's probably one of the bigger supporting characters. Maybe that's hard, too. Right. You know, because there's nowhere for him to, to grow with it. Well, and, and there's the some idea- big numbers in there that are exhausting, and who knows. Yeah, and the idea of coming back to New York, the city where you're based, where your man is, and <laughs> being maybe not, you know, maybe not somebody who's going to be all through the show, but getting to play Nat King Cole or Sammy Davis Jr. or one of those kind of roles and be really featured that's got to be awfully attractive right you know well I guess before before he even was presented with that opportunity I, I guess I just wanted to know like why why are you having a bad time on the road at the Book of Mormon like how right. could you right <laughs> it seems like a dream to me that's why yeah yeah, yeah. well maybe it wasn't such a dream maybe for not maybe yeah. it was a bit of a nightmare <laughs> let's talk about Eileen um, clearly setting up some stuff that ended up paying off in the end. Talking to a publicist who was, um, the character name was Agnes, and I've got it here, her, um, Daphne Rubin Vega, uh, who uh, is no- best known for playing Mimi Marquez in Rent 
on Broadway. Oh, wow. That's why her face looks familiar, yeah, you know? But we were all going, who is she? What is that? A um, uh, bit of stage acting on TV, I felt like, today. <laughs> Did you feel that way, John? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that happens a lot on this show. We saw yeah. it a lot on season one, you know, people being prepared, because it's, it's obviously Broadway actors are showing up on this show, um, and, you know, doing a little bit of the, you know, the large projecting, big facial expressions, presentational acting, which is required on stage and doesn't transfer as well to TV. So I was, I was getting a little bit of the kind of, you know, not, I wouldn't even say overacting, but just, yeah. you know, just a little, a little big for TV. But she was, um, she was very entertaining, being Agnes the publicist. Um, talking to Eileen, who then goes to talk to Jamie Sheridan, yeah. right? Yes. Who was playing a New York Times reporter because she needs Richard. to ju- drum up Richard press. Francis. Yeah. At the Times. So she's getting a little, I don't know, desperate maybe? A well, little? yeah, because they're not going to gonna, they're gonna have any butts in the seats because Derek would bring people to the theater. Tom does not, so they got to do something to bring up press. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all the press surrounding it right now is not very good, as they said. Right. It sounded a little like uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking yeah. they're playing off of. Yeah. Is You're he- not getting much press, mm-hmm. and what is, is bad. good. That's, I think that's still on Broadway, isn't it? I don't, I'm not even sure. I believe it is, yeah. yeah. I believe it is. <laughs> so Eileen doing some, you know, getting some big ideas, having trouble with Tom. There are all kinds of things going on with her. And then we find out what big her, her big idea Which is. Kristen called. I called it last week because they were talking about Marilyn's mother. If they bring back Ivy, it'd be perfect to bring back Ivy's mother, who could put butts in the seat, <laughs> especially now that Derek's gone. It's but funnier yeah, when you say it. Butts in the seats. Well, and I see um, on the list of songs that we've got uh, a song called At Your Feet coming up it's not notified or it's not indicated which episode it's coming up in but pretty soon because it's kind of next on the list um so bernadette peters back and singing pretty much awesome right i love bernadette peters she's great she is awesome she is she's amazing and i think she was she's very well cast as ivy's mom yeah Mm-hmm. Big fun for that. That's a good story for the New York Times guy to put it, together, too. It is. It is. Right. Exactly. Again, that will get butts in the seats and have something for people to talk about. Playing Gladys, who is... Wh- what is the character Gladys is? Does anybody know who Gladys is? Is that Marilyn's mo- mother? Yeah. Is that Marilyn's mother? Oh, okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. I got it. Well, then that makes sense. It's Perfect. Her mom's Lee Conroy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, I want to talk about Sam when we get to his song, but then we have, oh, Scott and Julia. Julia yeah. and Scott. History. We get to learn the whole backstory. Yes. <laughs> they were grad school buddies. And uh, they were doing a play together, and he was the director, and she ditched him last minute for a better director, Scott. For Mike Nichols. For, Mike Nichols. for goodness I mean, sake. I mean, who wouldn't, really? I know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. He... Yeah. Like he wouldn't, be, and he says, like, well, I wouldn't have done that. I go, I don't know. You yeah. might have done that. You <laughs> might have done that. I think he's a big fat liar. Yeah. I think he's living in dreamland to think that he didn't, wouldn't have done the same thing. But, um, but yeah, devastating for him. I have to say, I felt like her apology was excellent. 
you know, I should have said this 15 years ago. I know it doesn't make any difference now. And then she she puts it all out there and then just turns and walks yeah. away, not expecting him to forgive her. Right. She mm-hmm. just said what she needed to was very responsible, I felt. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think she was... Um calloused or something after her divorce or you know that situation so now she just kind of has nothing to lose so she just puts it all out there that's my yeah Yeah. well I yeah I think that's that's probably very true and I kind of forgot for a little bit there how much she's been through in her divorce with her family and so when Scott turned around and and said you know I'm sorry too that you had to go through that with your husband your ex-husband or husband Mm -hmm. or whatever I was like oh that's right yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, because, been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't seen her had any real yeah. have any real trauma this season yet, mm-hmm. um, except for you know the the conflict with Bombshell being off again and on again. Okay, so but now that the apology and the salve of, uh, of saying how sorry he was to hear about the the whole divorce, do you think they're creating the way for a romance? Is that what we think? That's uh-huh. what I think. Well, Anybody else? Especially mm-hmm. since we haven't seen Peter lately yeah. either. Right, he just ran off to London, I guess. Right. So. Or at Girls? least a friendship. A yeah. good friendship. Kendra does not uh, look... <laughs> w- she's very wary looking right now. So she's not watching. You saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see a, a relationship. Like a romantic relationship no? developing. No. I think friendship. Yeah. Just... Yeah, yeah. How, good, how much fun could that be? <laughs> well, Love triangle. T- you know, Peter and testing. Scott and Julia. Just testing like. trust again. Yeah. And, you know, rebuilding their friendship and maybe doing more work together it doesn't have to be exciting there are other characters (laughs) there she doesn't need any more friends she wants a love interest you know we wrote we don't see um what's her name Uh, julia uh deborah messing singing much in the show i think she's kind of did did one song right and she was singing in the background with tom the sam sam song but she and tom have a song also coming up um that is, it's actually part of Bombshell. It's part of the show Bombshell, and it's called The Right Regrets. So I think mm-hmm. that kind of is giving us a little bit. It's one of the original songs by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. Um, so going to get to see her sing, hmm. and um, that, but the title of that song sort of suggests that there are a lot of, there's some reflection going on uh-huh. and, you know, talking about things like her divorce and, you know, maybe letting Peter go. I don't know. Maybe Scott will be in the audience for that song. Maybe so. Well, and when she saw, so when we saw them meet at the restaurant, what, what, why do, do we know why she was calling Scott? Why she'd been calling him and he won't return her calls? Is it, is it theater related or friendship related or does anybody have any speculation about um, that? After she had run into him, she maybe remembered what she had done and she's been trying to have that conversation that she was able to have tonight and, you know, over the phone, the apology. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think there was just some unfinished business, and she just, well, now that I've seen you, I, I want to get back in touch with you. I, kinda, I think that was all it was. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, and because there's got to be love interests. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, seriously, why else would you introduce this? Yeah. Yeah, and there was no other way to kind of bring yeah. that up to and us. Exactly. To the Let's audience. hope it's not one of those other quick resolve things that happens. Yeah, now we're done. We still have nine episodes left yeah. in the season, so we're, we're quite literally just halfway through today. So 
um, things are going to uh, start getting ramped up. I assume it's going to happen that they're going to get back. To, they're going to be in some way in relationship. They're going to start really having a romance, and then all of a sudden, they're going to be put in the exact same position where she's going to have to make oh, a decision. Exactly where uh, she could yeah. leave him behind or whatever, and that ooh, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See if she screws it up again, or she goes for love. <laughs> or friendship. John, you're giving a prediction. Oh, sorry. Look at you. I'll stop. Let's talk about the songs in tonight's episode. We had a little bit of a reprise. Repri- reprise? Reprise. Reprise, thank you. Um, with Ivy singing Let Me Be Your Star. Just about a third of the song. Mm-hmm. It sounded really good. It was amazing, wasn't it? And it sounded live to tape. Like, it was obviously not live live, but right. like she was just recording it live one take right mm-hmm. yeah not as that produced yeah a little bit because when jimmy was singing it's sometimes he wasn't singing and then you could still hear him but it's supposed to be a performance same thing happened with uh sam a little yeah. bit he was sitting at the and and he was just completely out of sync with the uh the video and the audio were completely out of sync but it didn't i mean it didn't bother me that much but i did ag- i do agree that it was it was nice to see it you know really work, work. yeah in, in that song. I thought it was amazing. And it's one of those ones that we've been attached to since, obviously, the very first yes. episode. So it was nice to have it come back. And boy, did she belt that thing I out. Yeah. I just wish she wasn't so timid. No, exactly. <laughs> and, um, okay, rewind to the beginning of the first season. But she, aside from all the crazy stuff that she did, she was always my Marilyn pick. And I remember yeah. I would get in trouble by you guys yes. in the beginning. You'd be like, no, Karen's supposed <laughs> to be Marilyn. But she, she always was... Marilyn, in my mind, and right. I think this performance is, you know, is why she's she's. You feel validated, don't you? I feel you? validated. You feel superior <laughs> to the rest my of Mar- us, don't you? My Marilyn is back. Oh, hey, <laughs> Team Karen, you win, you win. <laughs> I stand by my team. Next, we had <laughs> Sam Leslie Adam Jr. sing "Let's Start Tomorrow Tonight." Thoughts on that song? He's I adorable. It. Yes. I loved it. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought the wordplay was great, and he gave a great description of it last week during the phone call yes. about what kind of music, and I think he delivered in that regard. So it makes me even more anxious to hear his album. His album yeah. Yes. Uh, and the Kickstarter pro, uh, campaign that's going on. I yeah, do, can we, bef- I want to talk a little more about the song, but do we know where his uh, campaign is right now? Uh, his he's he's uh so he's got a thirty thousand dollar goal right. to uh, complete this album project and right now he's at eleven thousand six hundred dollars. So that's and he was saying it was a thirty day goal, so it was a thousand dollars a day, and he's seven days in or so eight, he, depending so he's, on how he's, he's counting. So he's a little right ahead, now. which is great. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard to continue that momentum sometimes, though. Yeah. So let's hope he continues to um, and look for his Kickstarter campaign for his album. You guys out there, um, what one of the things I I noticed specifically about that song was he has an amazing range. Yeah. I mean, he was really getting up there in the high notes the and end, the end yes. note where he was yes. just like riffing and yes. he mm-hmm. did go really high was oh, so good. He's such a talented person. And and seeing his face light up when he yeah. sings is really yeah. d- a delight as well. Mm-hmm. So I love that part of it. Kendra, do you have any thoughts about the song? I thought it was great and, and reminiscent, of course, in that King Cole yeah. and that style. So mm-hmm. it's it's refreshing to hear that. It is. Yeah. And But, you know, one of the things I, I was thinking about, too, was, you know, we've got uh, like Michael Bublé, who really sings the standards kind of as they right. were written. Mm-hmm. And, and in, at least in this song, it almost was 
it's not so much that he's modernizing him that the songs, but kind of bringing a little bit of a more contemporary feel to mm-hmm. the songs. And I'm a big Michael Bublé fan. I don't want to can't say can't say his name, <laughs> but his music is amazing. But I love his music. But I I really loved how this kind of classic sounding yeah. song had a little bit of a modern feel to it. So mm-hmm. you weren't feeling like you were listening to a golden oldie, right? It was a piece of him. Yeah, in it, I think. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fantastic. I'm really looking. And forward he's a to great dancer album. too. Yes, mm-hmm. with his uh, what was that? An umbrella? A cane? Yes. He was holding yeah. something. Yes, <laughs> cane. A cane. A cane. Hat cane. We'll go Hat with that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they're new. <laughs> well, just, I think he just showed he's, he's just a he's a consummate performer. The guy's yeah. an entertainer through and through. That's yes, so yes. There you go. Uh, the next song we had was "When I Hear, Heard Your Voice in a Dream." I think is the name of the song. The song, or "When I Heard Your Voice," Jimmy. Was that Thoughts? when they had the, all the obstacles in front of us? Yes, the obstacles. Oh, yeah. I want you to talk about the obstacles, John, because <laughs> I'm sure you have an opinion. I, I <laughs> so it's Karen on one scaffold, right. Jimmy on the other scaffold. There are obstacles, and Derek yells, "Obstacles, come on out!" Well, I could I I could look at it this way that uh, you know they're in the beginning of the rehearsal, so they're still finding itself. Oh, and, you know yes. that's where that's where I was going with it because some of the uh, some of the choreography was a little too literal for me. Yes, uh, and then I, I really had a hard time with Karen with her. Arm being raised up to, she just looked like what is she? It looked like there was nothing behind what she was doing. And I I'm going, totally agree. What with happened? That. There was a moment there. She had nothing behind it, and I wanted to yes. see it. Yeah. Where was it? Well, go ahead. Well, yeah, I felt like there was so much energy that was put into choreographing what was going yeah, on with Jimmy and the yeah. obstacles that they're like, oh they crap, gave her we, for- we to forgot play. to uh, think about what Karen's doing yeah. and right. all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Weren't they just working through it, though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, the early in the it's the early stages of yeah. rehearsal, so they're still working it out. So but it. you still have to, if you're going to do that, I think it's important to nod to that because it, it it's ostensibly put together as a piece for to view as an audience for for the TV audience. And it it, it being mm-hmm. that, I was like, eh. well, and you know, in you other to, pieces that they've done, they they did the show the um, song last week where we went from us sitting in the theater to the interpretation right. of what we think the show will be like when yeah. it when it and we've done that a few times with this with right. uh, hit list so i i wondered why they sort of didn't do it with the dancers on this and, and exactly and it also goes to the point we've made a couple of times uh, over the last few weeks is they seem to be in the middle if if it's uh, in rehearsal or if it's in progress then we should know that, and that should be part of the 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 the, the, menu, the presentation so of or it. Yes, it should be a finished piece, so we should know that. But it's left to us, and I, and I don't think that's a good place to be because you need to get the people going. Wow, that's amazing! Or go, that's pretty cool. I love the way they did it because it's raw. It feels right. fresh. They're ne- they're in neither spot. And right, and so it goes flat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I also felt like the obstacles, I was trying to figure out, did they were they supposed to mean something, you know? Because yeah. I kind of, I, I'm not sure if this is what you mean by literal, but for me, the idea of there being obstacles between them, it's relationships with other people, oh. it's jobs, it's uh, geography, it's whatever it is that right. they want to present as the obstacle. And I wasn't interpreting any of those dance moves as being any of those there was situation. Two or three moves. There was like he, he was talking about how his heart needed to be something about oh his God, heart. Oh God! He and did they were, that. They they did it for him, and I'm going. Uh, yeah. It just, it just felt literal, and and I I I just prefer my core argument. It isn't that literal. to be more symbolic. More symbolic. And, yeah. But but speaking to your point, yeah, I didn't. I couldn't figure out 
any specifics as to what the uh, uh, obstacles were. Yeah. I thought they that were just people standing in the way going like this. Well, I saw some of it at one point. There, it all looked like they were sitting, and maybe he was on a bus or yeah. something. I caught yeah. that, and then a few times the girls were like throwing themselves at him. So I think that was supposed to be his yeah. being caught up in other relationships. Okay, just just based off of how some of them like threw themselves at him, and he threw them away, yeah. and then other ones he let linger. Okay, but then the thing I liked about it was, was just there, and I didn't see it. Well, that, the thing that I liked about it was, it was very kinetic, and it was a lot of fun. Yes, I do like that, that part of it. Well. I thought it was you know fat. Fantastic! Uh-huh. It was enjoyable to watch. There were just a couple of things that I was like, uh, yeah. but then I, you know, but it, what it did is it, I, it took me out of the piece by having to remind me, oh, that's right, they're just still in they're progress. They're in rehearsal, and yeah. I'm supposed to, re- but I don't know. It just uh, the other thing about that song I wanted to mention was, was I thought the orchestration was really beautiful. And if you're, if you, I mean, we've only heard the song once, so if you don't have it in your head, you won't notice it. But if you guys have it, uh, T-Vote or something, go back and listen to it because the orchestration was really beautiful. And you know, I like Jimmy's voice. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much yeah. what mm-hmm. I have to say about he him. He does have a good voice. And this, I like the song, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, then we had Anna singing If I Were a Boy, a Beyonce song. Mm-hmm. I just look at Kendra. Mm-hmm. I know. She <laughs> loves <guys> waiting. that <laughs> song. What did, what did Kendra think? So yes, Kendra, do tell. What do you think about that song? I wasn't into it. <laughs> I, I love Beyonce's song. Was it because it was a Beyonce song? Maybe it was because it was a Beyonce song. Well, <laughs> I have to a, ask. Go ahead. No, I think it was because I like Beyonce's version. Obviously, it was her song. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just didn't expect that coming from Anna. Anna. I right. Ask, I don't know the song. Sorry. Apologize to you Beyonce fans out there. <laughs> but what I didn't understand was it's a song. She's trying to get a role as a diva. And she didn't really sing a song like a diva. No. no. Right. So it's not exactly she, yeah. what she was showing of her personality to say, hey, look, I can be that role. I think mm-hmm. she was trying to be a little kind she, of feisty Yeah, or something, but that's but the point. It was a little... Yeah. yeah, you didn't see, you know, the know belting that, out or the yeah. the presence that and I with a title like bring. Bells and Whistles and you're going to be a diva, there were no bells and whistles right. to really show me you are a diva. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. She was singing about a, like a heartbreak song. Right. Really. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I thought it was a interesting interpretation, though. It was a little bit more rocky. It seemed more mm-hmm. Anna. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it wasn't Beyonce. Yeah, but that's changed. just like a completely different, um, you know, genre style, style mm-hmm. of music mm-hmm. um, so I thought the interpretation was interesting but I agree but it's it didn't like, appeal why to are you, you. Yeah. why are yeah. you singing that song of all yeah. the songs uh, yeah. yeah and then I started thinking about like well maybe in real life her range is not so I don't know I mean yeah. it's not as wide as the other singers and this is the only one that she but could you know you could, they, if the, even if it's not the range there's so many ways you could play a song right? without having any range and mm-hmm. show all kinds of absolutely yeah. Absolutely. She doesn't look like a diva. I know I was joking earlier. She's a bit she of a pixie look. Yeah, I was joking earlier. She should have sang Beyonce's diva. There's a song right. called Diva. Just as, but it, I don't think she should touch know, any of those. <laughs> but she doesn't. Uh, yeah, she doesn't look the part at all. Yeah. I, I was again. I said in the screening room, like, well, maybe with a wig and a different outfit change and but this is, this a different song. She didn't. She didn't bring down the she house. Was, she was standing also, on a bar top. So but and that's why I don't. I go but that. By her not doing that, it makes... I question Derek. I go, what did you see? Maybe he was drinking. They were all <laughs> I think drinking he probably there. was. You know, I loved his reactions during that song. <laughs> I, yeah. it was, he, was, he was very entertaining yeah, he to was watch. Yeah. 
But I mean, I, even the number was entertaining. I was, you know, she did a fine job. It just yeah. didn't seem like a diva. And I'm going, well, yeah. wait a minute, you're trying to get a diva role. And this mm-hmm. is the number you pick? Yeah. It just didn't. I didn't understand it. So I'm, I'm I put because you know the song. I don't know the yeah. song. You know, she changed some of the lyrics, but it still <laughs> didn't work. It didn't really work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. with with her looking like a diva, it. I mean, it was supposed to be a impromptu moment, you know. So she wasn't gonna like plan like I'm gonna wear this and, yeah. of course. and do that or whatever. But, but she she downed the liquid courage, and I thought <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> We're be gonna great. She's gonna bring <laughs> attitude. Like I'm, it's gonna be amazing. You know, a twelve on a, a scale of ten, and it was like, <laughs> what happened to the attitude? Is this a six? Right. Maybe a five. Yeah. Maybe it was just a coke or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Karen, what the heck? Just Why not you enough caffeine. Yeah. 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 Caffeine free coke yeah. too. Yeah. So, and I'm wondering who directed this episode. Didn't somebody say uh, we're going to do a little bit more diva from that? Yeah. Because I can't believe that if if you're the actress and you're saying, "Oh, I have to do a this diva is my thing," my chance. Mm-hmm. And then and you don't bring that. I mean, I would think that you you would go crazy to say, "Oh, this is my chance to be a diva." Who doesn't right. want to be a diva? Right. right. I just think the song is a hard choice to do. I mean, it's not really a come look at me song any yeah. unless yeah. you're Beyonce and you're going to look at her anyways. But if for anybody, for pretty much anybody else, unless it was Jennifer Hudson going up there, yeah. which I yeah. was thinking, bring Veronica back for the diva role. They're buddies. She's looking to break out into something. She's off touring with her new album. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think that kind of wraps up the the analysis of the uh, show. Do we have any news and gossip tonight, ladies? We do. do. So um, they just announced another not looking so great for Smash. Uh, Deborah Messing joins CBS Pilot. And Messing will play Shira, if I'm saying that correct, a married mom trying to balance her home and work life in the pilot. And How is she going to do that and write a bombshell? <laughs> oh, I exactly. See. And it's oh. it's with CBS, and it even says in the article, which was on uh, The Wire, which is the series uh, first mash, which has suffered low ratings, is being shuffled to Saturday night. It's generally a low rating night for TV. Uh, TV in the CBS series, meanwhile, is based um, in CBS Television Studios. So, it's in LA. Um, it says is based on an Israeli format and comes from CBS Television Studios. So I, I would imagine, yeah, the one in but the LA. It says she's in second position or whatever. So she's like the second name for that role. Yeah. Should Smash? Yeah, it says meaning NBC uh, has canceled. first dibs on her if Smash is renewed, but the casting is far from a vote of confidence on her p- part that Smash will return. So the fact that she's even out there looking. Right. And the tweets that we read last week. Yeah, it it definitely doesn't look good. Mm. Uh, Unless they renew Smash and she's not in it, but... Well, that's a possibility as well, I suppose. Boy, we thought we had a lot of retooling between season one and two. That would be... She's going to go chase after... She's going to go to London and go see Peter? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Kendra? Uh, Breaking news. Uh, Thursday night, American Idol... Uh, which Catherine McPhee was uh, season five runner-up mm-hmm. um, in. She returns to the Fox show for a special performance with One Republic. Uh, she'll lend guest vocals to the group's latest single, If I Lose Myself, which appears on One Republic's new album, Native, which is out today. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. And happy <laughs> belated birthday to Catherine McPhee. So yeah. mm-hmm. that up. I, you, you were out with her. Yeah, something. weren't you? Was it you who was out with her? <laughs> Me? Or no, it was Sarah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the other night <laughs> and the night before that. Oh wow! In different bars. Nice. Good weekend. 
Happy birthday, Catherine <laughs> McPhee. Keep her op- occupied, and I'll take Derek for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don't I think that ends her. our news and gossip. Yeah, wraps up our news and gossip. Yeah. All right, let's go to quick predictions. I did mine already. Well, yeah, you did. We're halfway now, through the season, so. Oh, my gosh. Someone else needs to go before me. Well, we're going to see Ivy's mom come back. I think that is going to cause some serious issues for Ivy in the role. That's kind of an obvious prediction, but I think it's going to put the show slightly in, in jeopardy once again. But Because I think of the co- artistic well. conflict on stage kind of thing or the backstage? I think that and just the fact that Ivy always seems so intimidated by her mom yeah. and she has her mom on set who's this big star. Yeah. We saw last Maybe time that causes... Challenges, just I think familial, familial challenges. Familial yeah. Challenge. Well, and then how is that going to be for Tom directing the mom? Yeah. And right. Probably giving her slightly more attention, or Ooh, you know, yeah. her mom's <laughs> going to be telling Ivy what to do on stage, and that's going to oh. undermine Tom mm. as well. So next week's episode is called The Parents. Ooh. So well, and Karen's dad. Yes, Karen's so dad coming Maybe back they as well. Should hook up. Well, and potentially, <laughs> potentially, we could have uh, Sam's parents be coming into this as well because remember he they were such a big part of his mm-hmm. family and him mm-hmm. getting together. So that's going to be my prediction that Sam's parents might come back and have something to do with next week. You too. Goodness. Well, I'm excited to find out about Jimmy. I think that he was involved in some sort of drug dealing. Yes. That's my prediction. There was money and little <laughs> little baggies of white uh, powder, yeah. so that looked like drugs to Unless me. Unless he's a gigolo or something I, like that. Right. I think I predict that Kyle's going to go steady with his new... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I the guy he was uh, swapping spit with. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Kyle family. get some action. Yeah. yeah. I remember they showed that. We're all like, woo. I know. <laughs> he was cute. He was. was I liked that. I thought that was fun. So, Kyle. Well, I guess that wraps it up for us. Ladies, tell us where we can find you. Sarah? You can find me on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. I'm on Twitter at Kendra Cabasel. I'm on Twitter, Kristen Carroll13. I am Tamara Berg on Twitter. Also, my website is TamaraCentral.com. And you see me on Home and Family on Friday. John, where can we find you? No place. (laughs) Doing Justified. Doing Justified. And House of Cards here at After Buzz. Marissa? Um, I am on Twitter at Serafini TV, and I also do Glee and Once Upon a Time. Okay, well, that does it for us. We will see you next week for the first after the midpoint episode <laughs> into the home stretch of Smash. See you then. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.